Welcome to episode 127 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. As always, I'm joined by Jason. We've got Chris Taylor, the man, the myth, the mother effing legend behind <laughs> DMG Productions, who's running the dark side stage at Rocklahoma. Yes. And he's here with us to talk about all that. Definitely. So we're going to get to that here in a bit. And of course, surrounded by that is the rest of Rocklahoma. We're going to talk about that. Talk about a couple other things. But obviously, up front, we've got to talk about Chris Cornell. Yes, I and mean, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't look that over for sure. Yeah, of course. A few days ago, Chris Cornell passed away. So we, you know, anytime someone in the music or rock world's passed away, we usually mention it. But if it's someone that we love, we talk about it a little more in detail, which yeah. is what's going to happen here now. Yeah, I mean, uh, admittedly, I really haven't been in the sound garden uh in any shape or form in quite a long time you you kind of flew that flag so i mean what are your thoughts what are you thinking right now well i will say off the bat like what am i thinking is i don't know i think we've talked about this before but you know of course obviously it's sad when anybody dies because it's affecting someone mm -hmm. friends family if it's a celebrity there's always some fan out there that is a diehard yes that it's gonna hurt at some point but you know for the most part throughout my life when a celebrity or musician dies i'm like man that really sucks mm -hmm. but then i go on about my day and weeks and whatever yeah but when Dimebag got killed like it made me sick to my stomach for like weeks yeah i just thought about it all the fucking time like it was my brother or something which yeah. sounds weird and that's not just because of the way he died but because this guy was a huge part of my musical being i guess one of my favorite musicians huge part of your life period yeah. i mean really and then the only other times that's happened was with peter Steele, yeah and Janie lane a little bit yeah because that was a huge part of my beginning in music you know was warrant and all those bands oh yeah for sure and this is the first one since those guys that's, that hit me that way mm -hmm. because of how much I love this guy's voice. So, I mean, even still, you know, it's only been, what, four or five days, but still when I think about it, you know, you get that you pit in your stomach like mm -hmm. you do if someone you know is sick, you know, or something's wrong. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense because I didn't know the guy, never met him. But like you said, it's a huge part of your life because for the better part of 25, 26 years, that guy's voice has been in my life. Yeah, and you know it speaks to it speaks to his ability and his talent, and to how many people he touched with his music. Yeah, and you know, for me as a fan of music, I've got my three favorite singers of all time: mm -hmm. Mike Patton, John Bush, and Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and to ride under that, probably John Crabbe. And those are all for a little bit, you know, all different reasons. Mm -hmm. But then I've got a list of the top three greatest just pure rock and roll singers. You know, because you've got all those guys out here like Steve Perry, Bruce Dickinson, Rob Halford. You know, the list goes on and on of truly wonderful, talented singers. But when it comes to just pure rock and roll, it's Robert Plant, Roger Daltrey, and Chris Cornell. Definitely. I put him up there with those two. Like, it's just that when you think of just a voice that embodies everything, not only being fantastic beautiful voice but also being just something you you know because when you think of mike Patton, that guy can do anything he sang with opera singers he sang with rap artists just anything across the board 
But with Cornell or Plant or Dalter, you think this guy was put on earth for one thing, and that's rock and roll, no other reason. Yeah. <laughs> and he just embodied that perfectly to me. I mean, but, you know, definitely. I, I think that uh, he, what he could do with his voice was insane. I mean, I remember, you know, we all knew, we all knew Soundgarden. We knew, we knew what that sounded like. We knew what his voice sounded like. Um, and we knew it could do a lot of things. Um, I remember hearing Audio Slave for the first time and that first scream. And Coaches. Yeah. What it was? Yeah. <clears throat> and then when he just took off and started singing and he had more rasp than I'd ever heard really. Yeah. And I was just like, man, here's, here's just another trick in this guy's hat. I mean, and, and where has this been for the last, you know, 12 years or however long it was? I just, I mean, it was so impressive. And, uh, it's just a sad loss. It, it, it was shocking to me. Um, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but you know, when we heard about Scott Weiland, eh, not surprised. It's yeah. sad. It's terrible, but we all saw that coming. But this just, I had no clue. I just couldn't, I was like, what? I mean, there was no, I mean, there was nothing. There was right. nothing going on with this guy other than his amazing music that led any to anybody to think that this is going to happen. Well, look, he went through all that shit the same way Wyland or Lane Staley or anyone did with all the abuse, you know, yeah. drug abuse and alcohol and whatever. Alcohol, I guess, was his thing later on. I don't know. But, like, we don't even need to speculate on that. But the point is he went through all that shit in the 90s and got through it. Yeah. And then, like you said, you don't ever associate with him with that anymore, but you still always associated Wyland with it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Lane Staley up until he, he passed away. That you never expected that from Cornell, that's right. even though that's not apparently how he died, but still, it obviously led to the way he died, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who knows? And we might never know. And, you know, like I've said before about certain situations, it might not be for us to know. Right. But it's a terrible loss. And, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we got to stop losing these guys. I mean, you know, there's not. You know, bands aren't going to get, bands that come up now aren't going to get as big as these guys or ever, you know, ever. Right. And, I mean, it's just, it just sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, and I mean, well, you know, admittedly, grunge, you know, I've always liked a lot of the stuff from it, but there's stuff I don't care about. Yeah. You know, we've talked negatively about Nirvana before. Who cares? But the point is, of all those bands... We liked at least something from most of them. Oh, and definitely. I love a lot of that grunge era because still we were still coming up our late, well, when grunge took over, it was our late teens, you know, mm -hmm. so we were still immersed in all that stuff on the radio. Yeah. And, you know, it's below the list on a lot, you know, metal and 80s rock and all that stuff to me, but I still love it. But look, all those guys are gone now except for Eddie Vedder. I know. You know, I know. even the five main groups. They're all gone except for him, and then even Andrew Wood, Shannon Hoon. Yep. And those guys are amazing talents as well. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. But that defined that scene, you know, was people dying young, I guess. Yeah, even the though, kind of moroseness of it. Moroseness, I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> well, speaking of that scene, but, too, but it's like know, yeah. we're talking about Cornell. I know that me and you both, we've mentioned this before a long time ago, that whenever all that stuff was going on, we... 
I know I did, and I think you did, gravitated towards Alice in Chains and Soundgarden because they were the two bands that were more metal-influenced than the other ones. Exactly. And you know, even you listen to the first two Soundgarden albums before Bad Motorfinger, Mm -hmm. like Loud Love and Ultra Mega OK. Yeah. That's just freaking Sabbath with some other elements thrown in. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy that, like, I mean, you listen to that stuff, you really hear how great a singer this guy is because he kind of toned it down whenever we got into the super unknown in the 90s era, you know? Yeah, yeah. But to me, you know, I don't want to piss some people off either, but this guy's better than Lane Staley. This is the best guy from that whole era. Lane Staley had Jerry Cantrell adding to that voice, that wonderful voice. Cornell, that was just him. You know, quick story, funny you mentioned that. Um that conversation we had earlier out here on the patio about, hey, you know, can I listen to some Soundgarden? <laughs> right. right? Well, am I going to be that guy if I do it, you know? And and you told me, go listen to the Corridor covers uh, that they just did on Liquid Metal series. And I did, and, you know, it was great, and I was listening to all that stuff. And, and it just, I don't know why, it just occurred to me... Um, Chris Cornell's voice didn't have that, like, I don't even know, the warble that, like, Eddie Vedder and, like, Lane Staley kind of had. Yeah. Maybe Lane Staley not as much, you know, but they they both kind of had the, the pickle and mouth thing going on, as Butch Walker always liked to put it. Right. And, you know, Chris Cornell didn't have that, and, you know, in Nirvana, Kurt Cobain's voice was just, you know, it was punk. It was more punk. It was more rough. And... I mean, I, I kind of tend to agree with what you just said. I mean, that was a long story to get around to just saying I agree with you, but he he really had the the best voice out of out of those guys. Yeah, really did. I mean, he he does stuff low. He can go real high. He can find a rasp. I mean, and then on top of all the songwriting, it's just fucking forget about it, man. You know? Yeah, I'd said that way back. You know, like. This guy's one of the best lyric writers mm-hmm. there ever was, in my opinion. You know, just because, like, everything is top of the line. There's no, like, something like, what the fuck is that? You know, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. And he's up, I mean, I'm talking top five all the time, in my opinion. You know, him and Butch Walker and, you know, Robert Plant or whoever wrote Zeppelin's lyrics, all that, you know. Yeah. Just, he's up there. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, you know, fortunately, I mean, well, I guess, did you only see him the one time at Lollapalooza? Yes, that's see, one time. You can say that now that there's probably a lot of people that would die to have that chance to see Soundgarden and the Ramones on the same day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I, I wish. And top it off with Metallica and Rancid. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday. Yeah. And they were like, wow, fuck you. <laughs> you saw all those in one day? Right. Sure did. <laughs> well, I saw that, and then later that year, cameras later that year than next year. You went, you went to, like, Houston to see Soundgarden, right? Yeah. You said it was in some old grocery store that got turned into a venue. Yeah, it was called The Warehouse. I, it might still be there. That, that would have been cool. Me and Jason Stewart went. like It was <clears> while <throat> we were going to school at Oklahoma, yeah. at OU, and we went back to his parents' house for Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And they live in Houston. So we went down there and then went to the Soundgarden show or down there. I remember Rocket from the Crip open. Okay. It stuck with me for some reason. But yeah, yeah it was great. And then... Yeah, that's the only two times I ever saw Soundgarden, and then... You got to see Temple of the Dog recently. Yeah. Yeah. Last November, flew to Seattle with Bill Ray and saw Temple of the Dog. So that was, 
And that was literally, you know, just being there in Seattle, seeing that and watching that and hearing him and that band was one of those real surreal kind of weird things that yeah. rank up there in my all-time concert experiences. And I'm not saying that now because he's gone. I mean, go back and listen. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> episode. Well, I mean, anyone that's listening, go back and listen to episode 97. I said it all then. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> no one even has to go back and listen to anything. If you know Trent, you know he's not bullshitting right now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's saying, you know, Andrew Wood is like one of those phenomenal, underrated talents of rock and roll. Mm. And there's barely anybody out there that could do that guy's voice justice. And Cornell was obviously one of those. And they yeah. sang several Mother Love Bone songs at that thing. And that was just unbelievable. The whole thing. So it's just kind of great that I guess they did that last year. They did five cities. I think it was nine shows or something yeah. like that. You know, and they... Good thing they did it when they didn't, because if they had waited another year, we would never got that yeah. chance and to see that. I bet they would have done it again. Yeah, that was my guess. I'm like, I, I kept. I think we talked about that. I figured it would come again, but it was too successful not to. Yeah, you know. And of course, we were really. I was really looking forward to seeing him at Rocklahoma. Right. I hadn't seen him in 22 years, 21 years, or whatever. But you know, this is what this is what happened. So yeah, I will say there's. Several bands I'm greatly looking forward to in Oklahoma, but I would put that as that was probably number one on my list just because oh. even though I'd seen them, like you said, it's been since 96 or 7. Yeah. And, you know, so that was high up on my list just because yeah. I haven't seen Kim well, Dale in 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was number one on my list, and that's yeah. no bullshitting because yeah, I hadn't seen them in so long, and I was just like, I was, I'd been thinking. I really need to bone up on my sound garden. I'm about to see him in a week. Right. And then this happened. It was fucking crazy. Right. Well, you don't need us to tell you it's a horrible loss. Yeah. You know, crank up some sound garden and don't just crank up Black Old Sun and Phone Black Days. Crank up some good shit like yes. Slaves and Bulldozers, Jesus Christ Pose, Drawing Flies. I'm just naming everything I'm bad mother <laughs> You know, go to Down on the Upside and crank up Ty Cobb and No Attention and pretty noose yeah that whole that whole album's fantastic burden, burden in my, my hand, hand. Yeah. holy <laughs> shit what the fuck just happened right but you know even his solo stuff you know is all phenomenal mm -hmm. you know the recent stuff like man i can't even remember the some of the songs on that album because i don't listen to it a couple times but it was really good and that's the thing about solo stuff i always liked it but i never gravitated towards it the way i did Soundgarden and temple of the dog mm -hmm. but i one of my bucket list things was to see his him solo. Yeah. Because, you know, he played not only Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, he played Audio Slave, he played his solo stuff, he did tons of covers. You know, you that's been circulating ever since he passed away was the, the Prince cover and the Michael Jackson cover. That, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, no circulated the first time around a few years ago when he did them because they're so good. Yeah. Um, two things. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I want to go back and listen to Original Fire by Audio Slave. I always like that song. Yeah. Um, and then another one, I I read it at Rock on the Range when they did that tribute. They also, like, I think after that, I'm not sure exactly when in the night, but they played uh, his isolated vocal track for Black Hole Sun. Oh, they wow. played it over the PA. I bet that was pretty. I bet that was pretty heavy. Right. You know. Yeah, that would be kind of eerie. Yeah, almost. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I mean, go if. And if you've never listened to their early stuff, mm -hmm. like the first couple albums, like I mentioned earlier, 
You know, it's just pure raw, heavy rock. Yeah, definitely. And listen to Guns N' Roses covering Big Dumb Sex if you get a chance to. Yes. And to throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about <clears throat> something a little more uplifting. Okay, let's do that. Warren's new album, Louder, Harder, Faster, came out here a little over a week ago. We're both lifelong Warren fans. Lifelong. So Unapologetic, course, too. Right. Yeah. If you were just listening to the Soundgarden part and that's your era of music and you don't like what came before it, then you might want to turn this off because yep. we don't care. And we don't deal with it. Right. So as soon as this came out or any new warrant, we're going to check it out. The last, the first album they did with uh, Robert Mason came out, was it five years ago now? Or it no, it was 2011. 2011. So you know, alcoholic. Yeah. Great and record. That was great. And here we are with a follow-up to that six years later. And I'm going to say, and I bet you do not agree with this, but I like it better than Rockaholic. It's different, <clears throat> but it's just something, you know, Rockaholic seemed a little more cohesive. Mm-hmm. Or it flowed a little better. Yeah. Because this has a lot of singular songs. Mm-hmm. But I just like more songs. I, th- I mean, I loved Rockaholic. I didn't dislike any songs, but there's just more of this that jumps out to me. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think well, right off the bat? I don't know that we need to compare it to that, but I'm just saying that's the yeah, t- I only thing think with Robert Mason with Warrant that we have to compare it to. It, it's, um, <clears throat> I felt like Rockaholic is Warrant just, you know, hey, this is what we do. You know, we're, we're a band from this era and it sounds a certain way and we're just going to do this. And it's bright and it's punchy, you know, and it's just, it's, it's one of those, you know, feel good. 80s rock, you know, roll down the windows, fucking, you know, and drive 80 miles an hour, kind of. And and this one is more, it's it's a little bit more, like, organic. It's maybe them tapping more into their, like, 70s classic rock roots a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more realized, and, uh, you know, it's them kind of stretching a little bit. And I think that's really refreshing, and I, I enjoy it. Jeff Pilson of... You know, Foreigner and Dokken produced it. Um, maybe that helped a little bit. Um, you know, but just the, you know, sonic sound, you know, it's, it's a little bit more, um, it's got a class. The songs, you know, are still there and the songs are undeniably warrant. But, you know, sonically, it just sounds a little bit more, uh, you know, a little, a little bit more pure, you know, raw. Um, like I said, organic. I don't know. I always kind of go to those words. Right. I hope that you kind of can pick up on what I'm saying, but that, that's that's my first thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, the songs, I think there's a lot of, pretty much every style of song that Warren's ever done Yeah. is kind of encapsulated no here kidding. on this one album. Yeah. I mean, the title track and the first song, Louder, Harder, Faster... There's a couple other songs like New Rebellion that, you know, in that same kind of style, just get up, go, hard rock, let's fucking mm-hmm. throw down. You know, yeah. we're some we're a band from the 80s, and we're going to fucking party. Yeah. That's what those those two songs do. New Rebellion's fucking fantastic, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but then, you know, when you get into stuff like Devil Dancer, this is just a great song. It's more of that brooding, groovy, bluesy kind of lynch mob-esque kind of thing. And then you just start going down the list. Um, Perfect 
Is oh, that's a great song. A fucking perfect song. Yeah, it is. It's one of those songs that, like, <clears throat> if that had came out in Warren's heyday, mm-hmm. it would have been as big of, as Heaven or yeah. any song they had because oh, yeah. it's that good of a song. I, I really, I really liked Let It Go. I thought that was a great song. Yeah. Big Sandy's awesome. It's just a great record. It's fun to listen to. Yeah, Big Sandy, you know, the first time you hear it, you're it's stuck in your head. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of, almost kind of like a joke, but not really, you know, it's just, yeah. but it's just a fun song. Music Man. Yeah, Music Man is just this great kind of down-home kind of twang, clean guitar thing, and then it gets into that fucking, you know, just... Yeah, it, it, like I said, this, like you said, this record taps into everything they do. Yeah, Only Broken Heart, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of a, has a Thin Lizzy sound there for a bit, and... Goes into that kind of classic. I, I really, yeah, I, I caught that yeah. Thin Lizzy vibe too, definitely. And then there's the mid tempo. What's the the Jerry Miller thing? Groove laden rockers. There we go. I, I need to start a band called the Groove laden rockers. If you had started that in 1991, then you would have been on the cover of Metal Edge I'd be, every I'd, week. I I I'd have played M3 a couple weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you've ever liked Warren at any point, give this thing a shot. Oh, if yeah. you're one of those people that don't pay attention because Jenny Lane's gone, seriously, do this. I mean, the thing I love about Robert Mason is not only is he badass and amazing, he doesn't sound like Jenny Lane. No. And I mean, sometimes that works, you know, with bands, you know, if you get a guy that sounds a lot like the previous guy. Yeah. But Robert Mason has his own thing. You know, he was in Lynch Mob. And there's a couple of these songs. He had his own band, Big Cock. That had several albums before he joined Warren. Yeah, that was a great band. And a couple of these songs, like the faster ones, Louder, Harder, Faster, and mm-hmm. Big Sandy, and Re- New Rebellion, yeah. really remind me of stuff from Big Cop. Because <laughs> maybe that's because, you know, he has a hand in writing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think you said you saw a thing where Eric Turner said he handles most of the writing with Jerry Dixon. So. Yeah, yeah. I read where it's him and Jerry do most of the writing. And, you know, I want to touch on what you said a minute ago. If, you know, if it's, oh, it's not Jamie Lane, whatever, you know. Well, he gave he gave Robert Mason the stamp of approval, right? You know when 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 this happened, you know, before he passed away, and when Robert Mason got into Warren, Janie was cool with it. So you should fucking be cool with it, exactly. And <clears throat> speaking of Janie Lane, we've got an episode coming soon with Mark Kendall, where he oh, talks yes. quite a bit about Janie Lane, yes. which is some good stuff. So yeah, that was look a out gr- for that. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Louder, Harder, Faster from Warrant just came out a week and probably a week and a half ago by now by the time you're hearing this. Check it out. If you Do love it. good rock and roll, you'll love it. Do it. Rock, Oklahoma is here. We're a mere few days away. That's right. We're actually like, I'm going out there tomorrow night. Okay. You're going out there Wednesday afternoon. Yes, Wednesday afternoon I'll be there. So we're here within hours, but yes. the party as far as music, which is what? people listen to this for kicks off thursday Mm -hmm. so we're not gonna get in here and list every band we'll worry about that after the fact i think on the review but we might hear on a couple of the pre-parties and stuff let's just before we get into any of that we mentioned soundgarden earlier yeah now that that's not an option Mm -hmm. can you name one band that you're looking forward to to seeing more than anybody Oh man, um, God! Let I me, didn't even think this through myself. This isn't a yeah. Let me question. let me look because I'm sure there's <laughs> shit I'm forgetting. There's because there's several uh, bands I love, but I'm trying to think if there's one you can name one. 
If I could name one. Oh, man. You're killing me here. You are killing me. <laughs> Probably just based on the simple fact that I'd never seen him before. I got to pick one, huh? Well, we can say here in a minute, everybody else. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I'm really... Uh, suicidal tendencies. All right. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've ever seen them ever. But then again, Diamond Head. I mean, they're new wave of British heavy metal legends, but I think there's only like one guy, one or two guys left. They're original. Right. So, see, here I go. I mean, I can't <laughs> name one. I'll shut up. But no, I think that's suicidal tendencies for me, too. I've seen them before, but it's been a long time. Yeah. And, you know, bands, you know, The Cult is one of my all-time bands, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them, like, freaking 12 times now. Yeah. So, and as much as I want to see them again, it's not, like, at the top of my list because of that. But, let's just... Oh, man. Get to that here in a minute. I mean, what, Thursday when this thing kicks off, the Axis stage has pretty strong damn lineup. Yes, it both, does. Both Axis and Camp Jaeger's retrospect pre-party, both those pre-parties have strong lineups. So I think, I don't know about everybody else, but I think from our standpoint, we've always been dominant at the Camp Jaeger party because it's very close to where we it camp. Is. It's two rows over. Yep. Getting Axis was always a little hike, but we've always done it at least... A yeah. couple of times for whatever band we want to see. Yeah. But I think this year there's a few more that would be hopping back and forth. Yeah, for sure. And it kicks off with Screaming Red Mutiny. Yeah, I mean, come on. Right. I mean, we we have to go. We have to be there. I mean, listen to that. The first three bands kicking off Thursday evening are Screaming Red Mutiny, Reliance Code, and Severmind. Yeah. Who I mean, Severmind got added this past week. Yes. I mean, what what do you say? Right. If you've listened to us at any point, you know that we love all three of these bands. We've yeah. talked about them a multitude of times. Well, this this lineup on Access has several other great bands we've talked about. Nick Nose, Locust Grove, Final Drive, BC and the Big Rig. All these yeah. are great bands. So just get over there and party. You're gonna, you know, that's kind of a widespread of all different styles of hard rock and metal. Yeah, I mean, you've You're got metal, have a great time. you know, but you, so you've also got BC and the Big Rig. And you've got the Nick Nose. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, which is all great, you know. It's it's and how fucking, it should be. Fucking Locust Grove, man. That's a that's a band you don't want to miss if you're... A, I, if you have never well, seen them, that's a live band to behold. I have to fucking go to that one because I've never seen them before. That's right. Still haven't seen them yet. I'm going to remedy that Thursday. Right on. Well, what we've got to kind of jump between is that in the retrospect Thursday pre-party... Hosted by Camp Jaeger, actually starts a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. That thing on Axis starts at 6 p.m., but starting at 3 p.m. all day long Thursday, we've got Troy, Korazik, Wild Plains, 3D in Your Face. I'm gonna come back to that. Switchback, <laughs> Fist of Rage, Fist of Rage, Electronomicon, Ratchet Dolls, Wild Street, Night Rain, Desire the Fire, and Coda Cutlass. Yeah, I mean this is. 12 hours plus worth of music. Yes, it is. And every one of those bands are great. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Night Rain and Wild Street because it's been a while. The Ratchet Dolls are freaking great. Seen them multitude of times. You've heard us on 
more than 25 occasions tell you how great Fist of Rage is. Oh, yeah. I mean, Switchback, we recently talked about them. Looking forward to seeing these guys again. Great group of guys. And then 3D in your face. Oh, man. Where do you begin? You begin at 3D in your face, kicks you in the face, but in a good way with their music. Right. This is a freaking party. If if you could say what band makes you feel like you're having a fucking party while you're watching them, it's 3D in your 3D face. 3D in your face, yeah, definitely. They encapsulate that whole era of 80s rock, but they take it to uh, another level. I don't yeah. know if it's like... It's like top fuel. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like amped up. Yeah. High octane, you know, all kinds of racing. Uh, they got that total you know, kind of glammy kind of feel, but then like Sam has that total punk feel to him yeah. as well. And you combine that all together and it's just like, yeah, just this, like you said, top fuel freaking party. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're playing then. They're also playing, I believe, Sunday <laughs> on the retrospect stage. This is one of those bands, if someone says, who should I not miss? That would probably be That'd one of the top it. three bands I'd tell you That'd at Rock on this year. <laughs> For sure. Well, we will see if you're out here. You will see us at one of those two stages all yes. day Friday. I mean, Thursday, hopping between the two. Yep. So come up and say hi. That's right. Jason will have a boxer light to give you. I will not. A bush light, sorry. I will not. Okay. But hey, if I want, I want everyone to know. If Andy Chapman from Fist of Rage, if I see him, which I will, I'll give him some pig's eye. Because we talked about the wondrousness of pig's eye beer and how cheap it was and how we all used to drink it. I remember you loved that stuff. I don't know if you loved it, you just drank it a lot. Yeah, well, you know. So that was his jam in the day, too? Oh, man. Yeah, well, (laughs) and I don't want to get on a huge thing here because we got a lot going on with Rocklahoma. It's Andy. We can take time. Yeah, true, we can. Went to the Vanguard last night to see Grind, Skytown. Okay, this is a good detour. We should have talked about this already. Yeah, yeah, we should have. Oklahoma Braves. Uh, in Stanley's Revenge, and uh, Andy was there, and he loved my ham shirt, so that immediately got us on a whole cheap beer discussion that lasted like half an hour. It was great. <laughs> Who could have a half-hour cheap beer discussion besides Jason Wood and Andy Chapman? Ah, uh, by God. <laughs> and uh, and so so, anyways, we went through all the we went through the Minnesota Brew, we went through the Lost Lake, okay. We, we we handled it all. And then at the end of it, he's like, dude, I haven't even bought you a beer yet. What do you want? I was like, I'll take... The I'll, cheapest thing they I'll, got. I'll take a Lone Star. And he just started laughing. He's like, you're not kidding. You really are into all the cheap beer. I was like, hell yeah, man. I spent seven, eight years of my life completely broke. Sometimes it's what you have to do. Right. But anyways, it was a great show. All those bands kicked ass. You know, my apologies to Stanley's Revenge. We missed him because I thought it started later than it did. But I talked to, I talked to one of those guys, and you know they were great. So, so here's my question: We, we champion grind, of course, all the time. Same with Oklahoma Braves. Yeah. Skytown, okay. CJ from Grind, Paulette from Fist of Rage have both. I think both of them have told me about this band in the past, and I've seen other people talk about him, but I've yet to see him. So, what's your your take? Um, you know, I thought they were great. They're definitely a, a different, uh, a different addition to that bill, you know. Um, but it worked. Uh, it's a if you like stuff that's a little bit more on the the jammier side of rock, 
you know, like if you like Nick Nose, stuff like that, this is the band for you. Um, you know, they're tight, but at the same time, they've got that loose kind of jammy kind of organic feel. They're all, they're all of them are talented as hell. I mean, they, they all of those guys are insane at their instruments. You know, sometimes there's times where you have four guitars going up on stage. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, it was just like a wall and you know, they, uh, they got a great fan base. There's a group of girls behind us that knew every word to every one of their songs. Um, they ended the set with a kind of a, a yo ho ho type kind of drinking song and <laughs> brought people up on stage. And uh, I, I was really impressed. I was glad to finally get to see Sky Town live. Good, you know. And like like I said, you know, apologies, Stanley's Revenge. I talked to uh, Joe. I think it was. Uh, they're going to be playing more, so we'll have to check them out for sure. Right. Cool. Well, back to Rocklahoma. Yes, yes. We're Friday. back on track. <laughs> Friday. Well, Friday morning is when Darkside kicks off at 9 a.m. We're going to get to all that here in a bit. Chris is going to talk about that with us. Yes. But just looking at the list Friday without listing everybody, you know, this is a pretty strong day. You know, at least it's kind of scattered for me. But, I mean, you look at it, obviously it kicks off the first thing in there on the river spirit stage is less than human. Yeah. And totally looking forward to seeing these guys on the big stage. And then just throughout the day, you know, it goes right into rival sons on the main stage. Then you've got slaughter on the main stage. I've got death grip on the retrospect stage. Fozzie and ratchet dolls are playing at the same time, which kind of sucks, but I've oh, got to go Fozzie. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, yeah. Fozzie's got to happen. And then you get, and then the first thing that I'm really looking at, that's a, conundrum for me mm -hmm. is in flames and Aska at the same time and i know most people would be like well that's easy in flames I'm like no it's not if this yeah. was if this was 2009 that would be easy for me yeah but this is not this is 2017 and in flames is not the same band I, they're not and i'm sorry jason carroll i love them yeah well. i've seen them <laughs> a few times so i'm okay with missing them because we know how good Aska is. Well, it's it's fun. I was just about to bring up Jason Carroll <laughs> because I was like, you know what? It's in flames. I'm going to go see him no matter what. You know, Jason's going to go see him. I'll, I'll, I'll walk over there. We'll, we'll check him out. You know, sure, they've taken a huge fucking left turn, which, by the way, way bigger than a left turn than Metallica or Def Leppard ever did when they put in slang. But no one's, no one's fucking shitting their pants about this one but they should be well it's probably just because they weren't on the same level of success, oh, I, know, you know? I, know. I don't know i just have i just like to bitch but i looked up their set list for these festivals and um i say aska really yeah i mean because you know i knew that most of the songs i had no idea what they were so i'm like yeah okay so that's from the last two albums yeah <laughs> yeah i think the only thing Cloud Connected was it. I mean, they didn't even play like The Quiet Place or whatever the fuck. Damn. So I'm just like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, that's one of those decisions when it happens, but I'm pretty sure Ask is going to win. I that's think just me. so. We saw them at Rock Lama, I think it was the year before last. Yeah, they were and great. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of after them on that stage is Lynam, and that's another great band if you've yeah. never seen... They're playing at the same time as Pierce the Bell, so that is not a hard choice. No, people. not at all. I mean, the choice is easy. <laughs> Line them. And then this thing kicks off, or finalizes on the main stage at least, 
with Def Leppard. Notice I skipped a couple bands because I can give two rats ass. But I know you like Pretty Reckless. That's great. I don't dislike them. Just don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, I don't. But see, I'm writing off bands I want to see. Is there anybody in there I didn't name that you're looking forward to? Um, I know you I, said Bad Flower is pretty cool, but it's the same thing yeah, as Death Grip. That, so sorry. Well, yeah, true. I do have to go see <laughs> Death Grip. Yeah. Sorry again. Sorry, Jason Carroll. He turned me on to them. I listened to them. They're really great. Yeah. Um. You know, I do like Pretty Reckless. I mean, not. I don't go nuts about them, but I saw them. You know, live at the when they were here at Oklahoma last, and they're pretty good. Um, I don't know though. I'm not, you know, if, if, if I make it over there, I make it over there. Right. Um, you know, I know you're wanting to see three days grace so bad, but I don't know if I can make it over there with you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. As long as they play that horrible porn star, porn star dancing song that that guy, their singer sang with oh my, my darkest days. God, man. That's in the top 10 worst songs I've ever heard in my life. You, I remember, you know, at work, there's a bunch of dudes going nuts. Oh man, this song's badass. Because it says like, porn star in the title. I was like, no, it's fucking not. It's one of the worst fucking. I mean, it's it, it's it's like it, it's the equivalent to like you know if if porn star dancing was a TV show, it would be Small Wonder. I mean, it's that goddamn corny. <laughs> it's that fucking cheesy. Right. It's there's just no there's no value in it at all. And so, what does he do? He goes and joins an even crappier band. No. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> See, here's my thing, you know. I mean, we've disagreed about this before. This fucking I don't dislike, diet rock radio yeah. shit. It drives me up the fucking wall, man. I never disliked Three Days Grace, but the only thing that they had going for them was the vocalist, Adam Gontier, however you say his last name. You know, because his voice was at least something you recognized when you heard it. It's the same way with the guy from Hinder. Mm-hmm. Whether you like the band or not. You at least knew that guy's voice. Yeah. And they did the same thing that Soil did, or Saliva did, whenever their singers left, which they had voices you could recognize. They replaced them with someone that was bland as fuck. Mm-hmm. So now you hear them and they just sound like everybody else. It's like, <clears throat> why does it uh, even matter? Now it's even more diet. It's like it went from being Diet Dr. Pepper to fucking Diet Mountain Lightning. Oh, man, no kidding. Ugh. <laughs> But, but then it ends yeah. with Def Leppard. Yeah, so everything's good again. Yeah. You know? And I give it to Def Leppard. You know, I saw him way back in the day a couple of times. It was great. Then I saw him, man, probably 10 years ago, and it wasn't as great. Like, musically, yeah. it was good, but Joe Elliott, it was just kind of off. Yeah. But it could have been that night or that period of time, because I've seen him three times now in the past five years, I think, because mm-hmm. we saw that one Oklahoma City. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I saw him in Kansas City, and I saw him in Oklahoma City in the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. And he sounded great about oh, those. It was, yeah, it was great. I can't and the wait band's to see on fire. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both those guitarists, like Andy was talking about that recently, how great Vivian Campbell is, but you don't even yeah. see it half the time with Def Leppard, and Phil Collins fucking great. That's right. It's just a sight to behold. Yes, it because sure is. Because you know, sorry, you people don't know every song since you haven't paid attention to the new album, but you know <laughs> 95% of the, all the songs, so it's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. And let's not forget, you know, that day, Friday, on the Axis stage in the afternoon, Diffuser, the Normandies. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be great. Yeah, that's a good time right there. Definitely. And then it then it finishes off after that with the Retrospect All-Stars, which mm-hmm. is going to be, I guess, just a big super jam of all these bands, which should be a sight to behold. Definitely. And you've also got Arson City playing over there on the Axis after that. They're a great live band. And also, going on during this time period, 
is Camp Mardi Gras after party. Okay. So shout out to Christy Gross and yes, Adam Richmond. Their campsite. I think they started this last year, or the year before. They've had they have this big, just Camp Mardi Gras, big Mardi Gras style party, mm-hmm. and it's after Def Leppard finishes. They're in the VIP camp area. I think they're towards the back of either road J or K. Okay. You go down there, you can't miss it. They've got a huge Mardi Gras flag. Go out and have a party. There you go. Show your boobs. Get some beads. Um, I'm for that. I could probably get some beads with these things. All right, let's do it. Okay. You get those big beads, not just the little cheap ones. People yeah. will shower you with the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Boy, this just got fucking weird. <laughs> Next. All right, Saturday. Let's see. We've got the Revolutioners in early yes. in the day, which is a great band. We saw them a while back. Who else do we got going during the day? Uh, that, Moxie and the Influence. That's going to be a good one. Definitely. And right at, man, that's a three bands in a row that I'm a big fan of here on the retrospect stage. Yeah, it is. Moxie, then Five Star Hooker, and then Black, Black Tour. Tour. Yeah. Black Tour is in my list of big time that I'm wanting to, you know, make sure I won't miss at this yeah. thing. And thankfully, you know, Red Sun Rising is their conflict. I don't care. I've heard them. <laughs> They're fine, but I'm not going to worry about it. But, you know, on the main stage, we've got Fuel, Zach Sabbath, The Cult, Stone Sour, all bands I'm looking forward to seeing. That's right. We don't know yet if they're going to bump Stone Sour up or if they're doing some kind of tribute to sound, you know, to Chris Cornell. We'll find out about that eventually. Yeah. But at the same time, on the side stage, we've got Diamond Head and Suicidal Tendencies that night. Can't wait. That's a great doubleheader right there. Yeah. And then you've got Dinosaur Pile Up over there in the day, which is a pretty cool band. Yes, yes they are. And then Wild Street finishes that retrospect stage out, and I'm, well, it's the same time as Suicide, that sucks. But they're playing the retrospect pee party. There so you go. get to see them then. That's just a good time, freaking 80s rock is what that is. Dead Metal Society is closing the thing out with Cora Rosic, you know, later that night after the main stage ends. And then we head into Sunday. And Sunday's kind of the... Well, it's got a good main stage for the early day, but mm-hmm. it's kind of the thinnest day, I think. Yes. But Which that will main be the st- drunkest day. Right. That main stage, the first four bands are all bands that I know both of us love. Oh yeah. I mean there's no way I'm gonna miss any of those. But Buck Cherry, you know, hey, we've got this recent news. We actually talked about it recently. Yes. I'm a little butthurt about the fact that the mighty Keith Nelson is not any longer in Buck Cherry, so I mm-hmm. might just fucking Boycott it and go drink at the campsite. Okay, well, I'm I'm pretty sure that Josh Todd could give two shits if I boycott Bacteria, but hey, I got to stand up for my principles here. (laughs) There you go, there you go. Well, I mean, Blackstone Cherry, I can't wait to see them. Absolutely great. I hate that it's going to be another fucking bullshit 30-minute set. These guys should be way bigger, but, you know, whatever. If this uh, festival was in London, they'd be going on at 9 p.m. Yeah, they'd be headlining it, yeah. I mean, they, they headline stadiums in Europe. In, in the UK, they're huge in the UK, um, and they're from here, and people don't get behind them, because fuck, I don't know why, it gets me angry. <laughs> <clears throat> but hey, after that, after them and Buck Cherry, you've got Rat and Jackal. Yes. You know, two of the bands from our heyday of, of hard rock back in the day. Rat has three of the original members in their band, and they've also got Carlos Cavazzo from yep. Quiet Riot. But I'm probably going to boycott them because, hey, no Bobby Blotzer, no Rad. Jesus Christ. 
Okay, people can't see that I'm being sarcastic yeah, right now. I guess, you're but. kidding. I know you are. And then the motherfucking Jack Jack Lahoma. Yeah. You know, it's always a Jack Lahoma. This yeah. will be what the fifth one, maybe. Yeah, Jackal Stock 2017. Or the fourth or fifth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we missed. Wait. Yeah. Did we miss and mention Zach Sabbath from the day before? I don't know. We should have, didn't we? We might not have. I might have just ran through. That's going to be insane. Yeah. I saw them open for Clutch last year. It's freaking cool as hell. Hell yeah. You can't go wrong with Zach Wild anytime, but playing Black Sabbath covers, you know that's going to be a great time. Yeah, I can't wait for that. But also on the retrospect stage on Sunday, London's Dungeon, 3D in your face. Several great bands to check out. Night Rain caps that thing off. The same time after the main stage ends, the Night Rain's playing over there on Axis. You've got As Above, So Below with CJ Pierce. Yes. From Drowning Pool. The Chimps are also playing that night. Another great live band. And I know you're not going to miss Taking Back Sunday. Um, I'm definitely going to miss them. Okay. Don't worry. I will miss them. I'm not worried. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going you're, you're gonna to be there. Here's a question. I know you don't like Seether, but are you going to go see them just so you can see Clint Lowry? Uh, I don't know. I kind of thought maybe. I, I'm. I don't know. I'm. A, I don't hate Seether. I just. Yeah, they're like. Eh, I don't know. Like they got a few songs that are cool. I don't know. Are you gonna go see them? It depends on how it feels. Time. They're. I'm the same way. I. I like a lot of their stuff, but they're one of those bands that I'm. I can go either way with at any time. Yeah. And 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 a lot of their stuff I don't know. So I. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't hate them. I don't think they suck. You but know? see, here's the other thing. I know you don't like The Offspring. And I've always liked The Offspring. Well, and, that's fine. You know, even back then, still now, there's a lot of stuff I really like. I've never seen them live. Yeah. But right now, if, I don't even care if I do. It's weird. It's like I don't have any investment mm-hmm. in caring. You know, usually if it's a band uh, yeah. I haven't seen, I'm really gung-ho about it. But just something about it doesn't do anything for me. So maybe that'll be a split game time decision i'm sure but. yeah I, i'm i'm i won't go see him i mean i i don't it, it's another thing where you know i don't you know it's like if i know somebody like really really loves nickelback i'm like eh, i'm a little suspect of them you know it's like i don't know if i want them over at my place or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> or but but like the offspring they aren't bad i i don't like them that doesn't mean anything oh, you know? yeah no i'm just pointing it out it, it's just i just they, they don't suck. It's just not my thing. So I don't know if I want to go. I don't guess I'll go. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I'll probably have a date with a lot of cans of hams. That's true. You know, maybe some Jaeger by that point. God, one one would one would hope. <laughs> but yeah, both nights, Friday and Saturday. After everything, Camp Jaeger also has. Bands going on. They're only doing two per night. They scaled back this year. Yes. Yeah, the Friday night they have Switchback and Fist of Rage. And then Saturday night they've got London's Dungeon and Death Grip. Nice. And then Sunday night after the main stage ends, they have the Camp Jaeger Kaput Party. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I guess means it's the final blowout on stage. Mm-hmm. Because from what we can gather, that's it. this is the end of at least the music part. You know, they'll okay. still be out there partying, but... Maybe you might hear more about this on a coming episode. There you go. But you know what I think? What? Is we've wasted enough time. We should get Chris Taylor up on here. Yeah, definitely. This is what it's all about right here, people. Yeah, the Dark Side stage started last year. 
Actually, last year they called it the GA Rock Stage. Mm-hmm. Three days of music. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Starting at 9 a.m., going up until the main gates open at 3 p.m. Bands going that whole time. Yeah. And this is a thing that they kicked off last year, and they did it with the intent of adding another stage, but not conflicting with anything else that's going on mm-hmm. as far as what Camp Jaeger does at night. Yeah. Axis does at night. I mean, there's a little bit of rollover with Axis's early stage bands, but, you know, before the gates open. But, you know, really, it's just a cool thing because it adds music starting from, like we talked about before, from 9 a.m. to that's 3 right. or 4 in the morning, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to love it. Yeah. So get your ass up Friday morning, 9 a.m., Agents of Chaos. Like I think I said a couple months ago, you don't need coffee when you got Agents of Chaos taking your fucking ass. You don't. Let's get into this right now. Chris Taylor, DMG Productions. year like just talk about what gave you that idea to even do this in the first place last year what started the stage was uh me and kevin brown were talking and uh there's just uh, a lot of bands that don't make the access stage uh and don't make some of the other stages and granted they can only take so many bands each year and some bands uh you don't see them maybe three years in a row they'll play two and there's just a lot of good talent out there and so we we're talking and we figured hey there's a stage in vip why not do one in the, the GA section? And so that just kind of sparked the idea. It was actually uh, Black Plague, uh, Stephanie Taylor out of Virginia. She was one of the ones that was trying to get on the access stage. And uh, I guess some idiot messaged Sunshine and said, hey, if you don't put them on, you're an idiot. Well, that was just stupid. And it didn't come from the band right. you know, at all. And Stephanie's really cool. It was, it was not a re- representation of them. But because of that, I think that had a big part in why they didn't make the stage. Um, and so I was like, well, they're a good band. Let's go and play. So unfortunately, uh, they weren't able to make our stage anyway. <laughs> but still, at least uh, I was trying to give an opportunity. And uh, there it was born, just me and Kevin talking, a few other people talking. And next thing you know, all the people at Camp Darkside pitching in. Uh, you know, we got Ed Taylor has a, a trailer stage. Uh, Sean Fate Nelson does sound. He had sound equipment, and just like that. Within actually a few days, we were already talking to bands. So, so is this something you've done before? I know you uh, in Arizona. Book shows a long time ago, right? Yeah, in Arizona, I used to book shows. Uh, not my own stage or anything like that, but just booking shows out there. I worked with a band called Blind Rage, Twisted Fable, and uh, actually put together a band from a bunch of other uh, bands, like a super group, I guess you could say. Uh, a couple guys from Utah, some Arizona locals, and a guy from Pittsburgh, a drummer, is called Split Lid. And uh, at one point, was actually working with a AR rep from Warner Brothers, and we were doing showcases. Uh, and the lead singer stabbing Westward it was actually on one of those, which was kind of cool to meet him. You ever meet him? He's a short fuck. Like seriously, <laughs> he. I thought the guitar player was the lead singer. Like you have no idea. But anyway, uh, so yeah. Is there anything different going into this year that you learned from last year that you're going to upgrade or change? Or Yeah, water. <laughs> we ran out of water <laughs> way too early. Uh, 
and I felt bad. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, it's hot, it's humid, and so we got to cover this year, uh, which is gonna be cool. The sides will be open, letting in enough natural light, but we're also gonna have some lights up on stage, and we're gonna make sure that we have enough water. <laughs> and uh, I think also tip jars, you know, it's one thing at the the Rocklahoma campgrounds can't sell any merch and stuff like that, so that kind of sucks for the bands. But at the same time. You know, I understand uh, it's it's not a sanctioned stage. It's something to work towards. But for right now, uh, they're not allowed to sell anything. So at least a tip jar for if people want to help these bands out. I mean, they're traveling from all over the place to, to get here and play this year. Can they, I mean, I don't know if this is something you can say on a recorded thing, but can they bring merch and you walk up to them and buy it like at their car? Or is that still illegal uh, or against the rules? Technically, tech, tech, yeah, yeah, technically, yes. Um, it's, I guess, illegal in the rule book. No money can exchange hands in the campgrounds uh, for any kind of products. Now, if they go off and do that somewhere, that has nothing to do with me. You know, if I, they've, they've all been informed, and they all know that they can't sell the merch. Um, especially, I let them know, do not do it. If you're going to do it, which I've advised against it, but if you're going to do it, don't do it on uh, GA24 and all of our spots. Right. <laughs> Go far away. Yeah. You know, just trying to follow the rules and let bands come out and have a good time and get some uh, exposure. So. Cool. How, how do you go about choosing the bands? This year, uh, it's crazy because I didn't even put out a, uh, hey, submit to play the dark side. Yeah. It was just word of mouth from last year. And once I kind of posted a couple, a couple little things out there, I was getting submissions left and right, which was really cool. And so that actually stopped me from putting out a submit. <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and a guy, Anthony Streeter, he actually helped a lot. Um, and he was submitting a bunch of bands to me. Uh-huh. And I think uh, Saul, Panic Device, Caliber Theory, one of them, um, he was a big reason to get those bands on the stage this year. So. Cool. Is it, besides him helping you, is it just you deciding on who you think would fit, or do you have anybody else helping you? Uh, I ask Heather if she likes them or not. (laughs) That's about it. You know, she's like a a personal assistant. (laughs) A lot of the bands, you know, I'll go through and show her and see uh, what she thinks about them. But other than that, it's just me picking them. Last year was a little different. Had a few people uh, picking them, but this year everything kind of happened so fast. I just went with it. So, yeah. Question I had too is when do you sleep? (laughs) (sighs) Monday for two hours. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Not often. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I work 60 hours, normal job. It's what uh, a lot of people. I am sorry if you message me and I don't get back to you. <laughs> it's uh, between full-time job, kids, and uh, constantly doing music stuff. Yeah, it gets uh, a little crazy sometimes. I bet. I bet. So what, what is, uh, you know, where would you like to see DMG go? What's, what's the ultimate goal? Um, ultimate goal, goal right now is just to keep growing, um, to get more exposure for these bands each and every year, um, to get the name out there for people to know where the stage is. You, you go to Rocklahoma, no one's asking where's the access stage. You know, they know where it's at. Uh, everyone knows where Camp Yeager is, but you know, it probably took a little bit for them. The first year I went to Rocklahoma, I had no idea about it, you know, so, um, that's the main thing is for more and more people to know where it's at and want to come out each year and check it out and uh, just to keep keep growing. Yeah. What, I mean, I know we're going to get to the bands that are playing, but oh, I know you got all the stuff going on, like the wet t-shirt contest and moment of silence. Do. Is there anything else going on over there that oh. people can look forward to besides obviously a bunch of great music? 
Uh, let's see. What well, we do have the moment of silence for Ben and Cody, and that'll be for the W door. And then there's going to be a uh, rock on celebration for you know people that have passed the uh, rock family. Okay. Uh, there's Miss Dark Side competition, and that's kind of been going on our own Camp Dark Side page, but uh, it's down to two two women from the from the Dark Side, and uh, the winner will be announced from there. And then, like you said, the wet T-shirt contest. Uh, we were going to have a wedding. Unfortunately, that did not go through. <laughs> but she is in the running for Miss Darkside, so that would be kind of cool if she won. Um, so yeah. she might find a new person to get married to after that. Hey, you never know. It's rock, it's rock Oklahoma. Anything can happen. That's right. That's right. Well, let's talk about some of these bands. Want to run down some of these All right. real quick? Yeah, on Friday, uh, starting the show off, we're going to have Agents of Chaos, which they have a brand new singer. I just just saw them at Georgia's Majestic uh, this last week, Same and uh, they're awesome. Uh, a lot of high energy, everything else, but uh, I kind of feel bad for the neighbors that are not awake yet. Right. Because Agents of Chaos <laughs> starting the show off at 9 is going to wake a lot of fucking people up. Right. Uh, and then you got Scorned. Um, obviously, you guys know Scorned, oh, yeah. and uh, they're a great band. You got Forever in Disgust, one of Kyle's bands. As Shadows Collapse, and they have a new singer. It's kind of like a, a rap core metal band now. It's a little bit different than what they've put out, but from what I've heard, it's. I think people are going to be extremely surprised. And then you got the Devil You Adore, which is going to be their final show. Uh, they are changing names, and of course, they, they change singer and everything, but it'll be their final show under that name. And so I encourage people to come out and see that, get signatures. Uh, you know, kind of a novelty thing to see their last show. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, we got Forsaken Few. And they're uh, good people, good band. As Shadows Collapse play again. We actually saw Forsaken Few yeah. about a year and a half ago open up for Soul, Soul. and Joplin. Nice. They're really good. good. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Um, and then we got uh, Crane Technique, obviously. We'll be seeing them tonight here at the pre rock party. Uh, Smoke Offering, Kyle's other band. And then we got Caliber Theory, which will also be here at the pre-rock party tonight. And they're, uh, it's one of those bands that just self-promotes like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just got their self, you know, stuff together. And uh, Jared Bishop, lead singer, talk to them all the time. Great guys. Can't wait to uh, see them tonight and at that show. And then, unfortunately, uh, Red Devil Lies is unable to make it. Um, they had some personal issues within the band. And so currently am uh, looking for a replacement. So either the Life Fest winner will move to that spot instead of Sunday at 2, or if they stay at Sunday at 2, there will be another band that takes that Saturday at 2 o'clock, and that will be announced here shortly. Um, and then, let's see, Sunday we've got Outside the Living. These guys are traveling all the way from Huntington Beach, I believe, California. Wow. Yeah. And uh, great band. They actually, the lead singer was part of Scarlet Vice or did a song with Scarlet Vice last year, so that's how we knew about it. And uh, very cool for them to be coming all this way out. Big Vendetta. Uh, you guys know Big Vendetta. A lot of people do. Great band, female lead. Uh, Razor Fate, which is uh, Sean's band, the sound guy. And uh, wasn't sure what to expect when I went to, to first see them. You know, I didn't hear a whole bunch of music and everything, and I was blown away. Uh, great band. Sean's a beast on the guitar, and very excited to see them again. Uh, Soul out of Iowa will be after that, and uh, it kind of has a uh, tool sound. You know, sounds like Maynard's great band. And you got Panic Device out of Tyler, Texas after that at 1 o'clock. And uh, they actually have made friends now with Caliber Theory because they knew they were playing the stage. They did a show together. And uh, it's awesome to be able to like make connections like that, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then, like I said, we'll have the whoever wins the Life Fest, which is actually going on today and tomorrow. So we won't have the winner until after this weekend. 
will be last or a replacement for Red Devil Eyes. Okay. So who else? Who you got sponsoring this thing? Oh, uh, got uh, Stoney Jackson from Balls Magazine. Uh, he's going to be doing a two-page article, which circulates out in California. So it's cool to get some reach out there. You know, about a, about a, a side stage in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, that's how you got to get some exposure, get things started. And then you got the Flame, which is based out of Rogers, Mike Jandabeer. He's going to actually have a uh, media tent there. So after the bands are done playing, they could exit the stage, do an interview with him. Uh, he's been playing tracks here recently, and uh, you know, just gives a chance for for them to tell their stories and and all that. So that would be cool. Uh, of course, it's at the MG Drug Productions event. Then you guys, Thunder Underground, which uh, who were they? Who were they? <laughs> Some guys. <laughs> Pretty cool though. <laughs> and then you got Rock Shots with his, which is uh, Keith Newark, and he'll be here tonight actually taking some pictures. Really cool dude. He's uh. He's been working on a promo video. The guy works like crazy and uh, just always trying to stay in the loop of what's going on. Takes great uh, photos, too. Yeah. And then you got Life Fest, which, of course, is the competition, the battle of the bands. And proceeds of that is going to a family with a, a child with cancer. It's just one of those organizations that loves music, loves, uh, you know, helping people and doing it for the right reasons. And then also we got the Three Lunatics po uh, podcast, which is Zach Elmore, and he's going to be filming the whole thing and making this into a uh, Rocklahoma documentary. So he won't wow. just be filming our stage, he'll be filming over at Access, over at Jaeger, and just the festivities and making a awesome DVD for people to have memories of the show. That's Especially cool. because at Rocklahoma, you don't remember half of what happened right. and you're going to need the DVD to figure it out. <laughs> I've actually thought of that before and wondered why someone hadn't done that. So that's cool. He's yeah. doing that. Yeah. Putting all the pieces together. Yeah. <laughs> well, outside of your thing, who are you most looking forward to, you know, on the main stages or the River Spirit stage? Uh, suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. Same they're they're the, the top of my list. Yeah. Have not seen them yet. Uh, Def Leppard. I haven't seen them yet. I actually had my dad cut my shirt, just like the lead singer's shirt when I was a kid. <laughs> so uh, I used to run around that and uh, see Soundgarden, big Chris Cornell fan, have been for a lot of years. Uh, loved Audio Slave or, you know, all of his other. Um, but yeah, big fan of Chris Cornell and uh, very, very much looking forward to seeing them this year. Well, let's talk a little bit about this Bands Against Bullying show you put together as well. Like, how did this come about i know the reasoning but if you want to talk about it it's everybody else. yeah uh naomi from uh rock rage radio she posted a video online talking about this girl erica smith that unfortunately took her life uh, in the osho from bullying and she's only 12 years old uh, and it's to some of the details like even after she was committed suicide uh, one of the kids that was doing it put, it was nice hanging with you, and a picture of her and a noose on her page. And the thing is, the school has done nothing. Um, and it's just, it's not the first time out there. There's been, you know, three, four, five incidents out there in the last couple of years, and the school's not doing anything about it. Kids wore the t-shirt to school with her face on it, and the school made them take it off because it was upsetting kids, you know, in honor of her. And so it's kind of like they, they just sweep it under the rug like it never happened. And so we got an organization out there, um, don't have the name right in front of me, but it is going to be to help that area and to get the, the information to all the kids and the parents and try to, to educate um, about suicide prevention, about bullying and what, what goes on in the schools out there. So 
Um, but yeah, I saw that video and uh, instantly messaged her saying, hey, I want to help. I'd like to throw a show, some kind of benefit, some kind of concert. And uh, she's awesome. Eric also with Rock Rage Radio. I've been talking to him a bunch and we decided let's do this. And the family's involved and the... Uh, and that's the best part, you know, the family's involved. And some of the band members of the bands that are playing are actually, we're friends with them. So, I mean, this is a, a big family thing and just trying to raise money for the right reason. Cool. So is the money going to a charity organization? Or yes. For the family? Okay. Yeah, it'll be going to a, with the family actually, we, originally it was going to be for the family. And the family said they don't want the money. You know, they want this to go towards something that's going to help prevent this from happening again which is obviously honorable you know for them to want that because anybody can say hey i want money but that's not what they care about they care about making sure that another 12 13 year old girl doesn't take her life in that area because of this right so is this where is this happening at? Uh, it's happening in the osho yeah it's at the uh, west 60 cycle there in the osho and uh it'll be on june 10th um and right now we actually are up to 10 bands so nice yeah, all-day festival. The, uh, the the bands playing Bands Against Bullying is going to be Severmind, Machine in the Mountain, Crane Technique, Caliber Theory, One Nation Under, Switchback, Under the Radar, which I'm excited to see. It's actually uh, 14 and 15-year-old kids. Really? And oh, it is, cool. uh, I mean, uh, who else to talk to the youth than the youth, you right. know? And so, uh, I mean, you can look them up on YouTube, Under the Radar in Memphis, and uh, they did a cover of War Pigs. You know, I mean, they got stuff on there. It's got 70,000, 80,000 hits on it. Uh, very cool. They're one of those groups that are on their way up. Uh, we also added Forsaken Few, and then The Devil You Adore, which will actually be Claim Your Enemy at that point. They'll officially have changed their name. And then... Waking the Sleeper is the last band that was added, and that's a, a female lead band out of Kansas. So. I mean, that's a strong lineup. Yes, it sure yeah. is. What's the the cost on this? Uh, it's going to be ten, yeah, ten dollars, and uh, children twelve and under are absolutely free. We want to make sure families come out, and uh, I mean that's what it's for. You know, we don't, if it's if it was in all ages or twenty one and up, it's I don't think it would help a whole lot of people. So we definitely encourage for families to come out. And check this out, only 10 bucks. I mean, you got 10 bucks to see 10 bands. So it's a dollar a band. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad price. And like I said, children 12 and under, absolutely free. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, let's talk about Machine Head before we finish this. Because right. I know you love Machine Head as yes. much as I do. So just what's your favorite What's your favorite album or songs? Or uh, Favorite songs, probably... I'll go with one that's not like they're well known. I'll probably go with American High. Oh, nice. Is, is probably my favorite song. Just to break down on that, uh, break down on that song at the end. It just always gets my blood flowing. I actually just listened to it on the way here. Really? Yeah. What album, what album is that on? I, I that just, is a good question. I'm not sure. I don't have all I my, you know, I mean, I love Machine, but not as much as you guys. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have it all straight. Uh, you probably know, though. I think that's on Super Don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what album. You kind of off but, when you said yeah, it. I don't I know. know. <laughs> yeah. I also like Davidian. Uh, let's see. What is the, what is the one with the hell of a hook at the beginning? In this day. Something about a day. From this day. From, From this day. day. Thank yeah. you. That, uh, yeah, I knew how to play that guitar like 15 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great track. It's, uh, and then one of their newer songs, Locust, uh, it's new a couple years ago, but just, uh, one of those bands that 
change, you know, like change yeah. with the times. They're kind of that uh, new metal, a little bit of rap core in there, and uh, it still kept a little bit of that, but they just got uh, more and more metal, I think. Yeah. So they play they play from this day, like don't they still play that every now and then? Rarely. They rarely. They yeah. we rarely ever play, play anything once. from that album, and then we saw him open for Megadeth That's years ago, right. yeah. and he said that it was. <clears throat> One of the guys in Suicide Silence was opening up as well. He said one of the guys in the band, it was his birthday, and he told him that was his favorite song, so here you go. <laughs> gotcha. They played it that night, it, so we got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, yeah. every time I listen to Machine Head, I have to listen to Fear Factory. Yeah. Either before or after. I don't know. Those two bands I've always kind of grouped together. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, and that's kinda, exactly yeah. what I did on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, because I got into them about the same time in the mid, yeah. mid-90s. I miss that time. I do think new metal, uh, new metal, and just that style. I think it's going to make a comeback. I really do. Uh, you look at the bands that are people buy tickets for, right? Slipknot, Corn, Disturbed, let's say, uh, Five Finger, Cock Punch, those guys. All these bands, people pay all this money for, and they sell out these stadiums. But yeah, people say new metal and that style is is dead. Why? You know, why does it have to be dead? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to wear the Janko pants and the spiky hair. Like, I get it, you know, but that sound itself, uh, at least for me, it's, it's one of my favorite genres besides the original, like, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slayer, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope it comes back in full well, force. For instance, Crank Technique has that style going. Yeah. You hear a few other Less new bands. kind of yeah. has that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, so they're newer bands with that style that are doing it well, so I think yeah. you're right, you know. I think all it takes is for, uh, I mean, it's like anything. Where was Blink-182, 182, Good Charlotte, all those type of bands? Nowhere. You know, like, I mean, not nowhere, but nobody really knew who they were. Then all of a sudden, you have, say, Green Day, and then boom, all these bands. It's just the right time, right place, and beginning the right genre. And so somebody brings it back, you'll get a big flourish. I mean, no offense to the band Flaw, but... If it was any other time, nobody would have ever known who yeah. they were. Yeah. But because they came out right at that time, they got signed and became somebody. So yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Well, we appreciate your time, and we're really looking forward to this, the dark side stage this year, and obviously this tonight. Yep. And I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you very much, especially for meeting me here early. And yeah, <laughs> no problem. And getting doing this. So thank you guys hey, very much. And thank you for just all the plugs you guys do, uh, you know, tagging me and everything and just keep me in the loop with all the stuff you guys are doing as well. And uh, it's awesome, man. You guys are on the up and up. And can't wait to when you guys have the the uh, top rock stars. It's coming. You just had Gene, you just had Gene Simmons. So yeah. I don't get much better than that. But I'm right. talking John. Corey Taylor is going to be on your show one day. You know, <laughs> That'd be nice. Jonathan Davis is going to be there. They're all going to be there. So. Yeah. <laughs> they better be. They better be. We're hey, waiting, we just had so. John Conley from Seven Dust, so we're working our way up. There right. you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Chris Taylor of DMG Productions. Thank you to him for taking the time out to talk to us about the dark side stage this year at Rocklahoma and whatever else, the other stuff he's got going on, like Bands Against Bullying, how he got his start, etc. So it's very cool to talk to him if you're out of rocklahoma or there in the campgrounds get on facebook and follow dmg productions and follow camp dark side you can be caught up on all this stuff don't miss those bands 9 a.m to 3 p.m every day definitely like i mentioned earlier we're going to be out there yeah both of us will be there by wednesday afternoon yes i'll be out there a little earlier come by we're in the vip row a can't miss our big banner Say, hey, what's up? We've got t-shirts, 15 bucks. That's right. We'll throw in a koozie if you buy one. 
Hell yeah. We've got koozies and stickers. All that great stuff. Come by, say hey. Bring us shots. That's right. We appreciate that. Definitely. Definitely. And if you're poor, maybe I'll give you a shot. If I'm nice. Yeah, but it's there's no guarantee. I will give Andy and Paulette a shot. Okay, well, I know that. But everybody else, I got to run you through. Uh, R- rigorous. Yeah. Rigorous. Uh, extreme vetting. There you go. As as our bumbling uh, leader would put it. Anyways. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, you know, come on by. You know, Trent will... Trent will uh, tell you why he thinks Poison Swallow This Live is the best live album ever. Okay, if you tell me what time to do this, I'll have Travis Davis, <laughs> the devil you adore out here, to back me up. Hey, I'm not, I'm just I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, okay, you know, and and I'll tell you why. You know, I'll tell you why I think Load is Metallica's best album. <laughs> right. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> That's definitely saying anger. <laughs> right. Come out there, say hey. This is your first time listening. We appreciate it. 126 previous episodes, two years worth of episodes now. Yeah. For you to go back and check out. All kinds of stuff. You think about it, it's probably on here or yeah. something like it. We talked about Warren earlier. Yeah. One of the first guys from a bigger band we had on was Joey Ott from Warren way back. Oh, yeah. That was that was fun as hell. Definitely. We've had on other guys in that vein like... Guys from Europe and Trickster and Bullet Boys and Lillian Axe. 3D in Your Face has been on here. The list goes on there. We've had on guys from The Sword and Truck Fighters, The Obsessed, King. Um, we've had on guys from Avatar, Seven Dust, Drowning Pool. That's right. And Gene Simmons from Kiss. That's right. Gene Simmons from Kiss. We've had on, uh, he is legend. Uh, we've had on uh, guys from Miss May I. Uh, we t- said earlier, CJ, we've had him from uh, Drowning Pool. That's right. You know, he's been on. So, And also, I saw Grind last night. They've been on. Saw Oklahoma Braves. They've been on. Just check it out, people. Yeah. BeatThunderUnderground.com is the website. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder-Underground is where all the episodes are. We're also on YouTube at BeatThunderUnderground. Everything's up there. We've also got some other stuff going on there, like reviews and every album in a row, all this great stuff. So get on there, subscribe to that. And there you have it. We will be back after Rocklahoma with the Rocklahoma Review. We've also got an episode with Mark Kendall of Great White coming up. And we'll have several more things to talk about after that because we'll, of course, be doing a few things at Rocklahoma for this podcast. So be on the lookout for all that great stuff. We've also got Child Bite coming up too. That's true. Sean and Sean. Definitely. Can't wait for that one. Because that was a pretty interesting talk. Yes. Well, I think we're done here. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.